0: Friends and welcome back to Hot Off The Press. We hope that you had a fun and relaxing weekend with family or friends and that the sales gods granted your every Black Friday wish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mariah, how, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Um,
1: good food, good company, a little bit of family, a little bit of friends. It was perfect. So yeah, can't
0: complain. Good. Hopefully a little bit of rest too.
1: Oh, my God. So much rest. You, I've been so lazy. It's been so delightful. Yeah. How I about you? That. What did you do?
0: Um, I cooked a turkey for the first time in my life. Yay. <laughs> and I remember thinking like I had every opportunity for 31 years to watch my grandma as she prepped a turkey and I never did it I never <laughs> over to her house early enough to watch her do anything with a turkey so there I was with Google for like hours being like now how do I turn a frozen thing into a non-frozen thing
1: yeah I've seen a bunch of TikToks that are really funny it's like it like about like how you like turkeys are only sold frozen and they're like it takes like three days to defrost a turkey like why are they only sold frozen like And everyone like rushes out the night before to buy Like you have to buy your turkey like a week in advance. Like when you're doing, especially like a big turkey. Yeah.
0: Luckily I was only doing a little six pound like turkey breast. And um, so it all turned out well. I actually feel like I did my grandma proud the turkey it tasted it looked good it tasted good I did not have a Clark Griswold moment where we cut into it and it just completely (laughs) deflated oh my god I can't Um, wait to watch that movie again but the irony of the situation is that you do not eat turkey but you knew how to cook one yeah I do eat turkey I had no idea and you should have seen me trying to like I did not want to touch this bird like I just did not want to touch it so I had like tongs and things and i was oh like gosh. using kitchen tools to like put the rub Manoeuvre, on and yeah. all this stuff yeah i did not want to touch I should this or just
1: grab like gloves out of your studio or something
0: actually i did that was my yeah, end okay. result i found a clean pair of gloves and was like okay because at some point i had to actually like pick it up Flip and it, like yeah. move it yeah um but i wish i had a camera in the house because <laughs> i was treating it like
1: a bomb. <laughs> it's
0: like a bomb. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Oh my god. Anyway, so that was great. Um and then of course, you know, just sat on the couch the whole next day yeah. and uh did a few hours of online shopping.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay, did you get anything good? Like what's your what are your favorite purchases that you've made?
0: Okay. So, my favorite purchase that I made is after forever discussions with my husband who is in the process of building and fully capable of building our laser cutter. um, I have finally told him I just want to buy one so that like in the end we'll have two. We'll have mine, we'll have his, it'll be great. And so I finally bought a laser cutter. So yay. Yay. Um, I'm excited to use that for tons of different things. But I would say the best deal that I got, we have been wanting to print our wedding photos forever. And I got probably like $600 worth of photos printed, like I'm talking small prints, and then like a two foot by three foot canvas. (laughs) I got all of that for like less than $300. (laughs) It was a beautiful Black Friday moment of being like, oh my gosh, this was something that I didn't want to spend money on, but, like, we eventually needed to. And now we didn't have to spend too much money on it because it really adds up. I mean, especially we're doing two different scrapbooks. We're doing one for his family and then one for us. And if you don't print photos often, you forget, like – how expensive
1: it can be (laughs) I can't remember the last time I got photos printed like I think I ordered some prints from a photographer um Ellen and they were so beautiful I was like and she did I think a sale maybe it was Black Friday last year but she did a sale on like her prints and her photos and she has these really gorgeous photos of the Oregon coast which is where I'm from so I got a couple of those printed and I got them in the mail and I was like oh my god a printed photograph on like actual photo paper like this is I haven't had a a photo printed in a long time you know it was really kind of fun but yeah yeah I think think we've like gotten so far away from like we take so many I take so many photos on my phone it's like I never get them printed I'm like I should start printing them like (laughs) yeah just make it a habit you know but yeah yeah I think I
0: have I think I have 40,000 something photos on my phone right now
1: yeah I have like 30,000 something all my iCloud storage ever you know but still yeah
0: yeah it's not good Um, so yeah, that was a success, but I think the reason that this weekend has felt really restful for me is because I had decided to not engage with Black Friday, Small Business Saturday and Cyber Monday as a business owner. I've just decided like I'm not taking part in it. Um, every other year I have and I think I just had this like realization sometime in the middle of this year that... It's just silly. It's it's just gotten out of hand because, like, Black Friday deals now start well before Thanksgiving. They go all week and then, like, they go through the weekend. Like, no matter if you're a physical store or you're an online retailer, you are taking part in all all of the days. Yeah. (laughs) So, it's just – and then when you have products, like, when you have paper products that are – Already sold at a small margin to be competitive. To offer like huge sales is like not advantageous unless you particularly angle it as a way to like recapture sales for future orders or you're bundling a lot of things together. And those are definitely tactics that I had used in the past. Like there are definitely ways to do Black Friday deals as a stationary business and still like come out not bankrupting yourself, basically. You mean
1: make it a Black Friday rather than going into the Red Friday? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. But um, yeah, I just didn't want to buy into it this year. I was like, you know what? I think I've afforded myself a little bit of rest and relaxation and I'm going to see how like that plays out and maybe it'll be Like, maybe I'll look at it in a few months from now, looking at the calendar of sales and being like, oh, wow, I really needed a strong pull at the end of 2022 to, like, hit my fiscal goals. And that'll be something I learned from in the future. But mentally, I just wasn't there for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things, like, so as far as, like, Black Friday goes and, like, all the deals and stuff, I, I purchased a couple of things that, like, I had had my eyes on for a while. Like I got some new glassware for our house because it was like a black Friday sale, but I've been wanting it forever. Like I got things that, you know, I tend, I feel like I've gotten to be in a really good place with like shopping where I purchase like things that are more useful. Um, I don't usually go too crazy, but um anymore. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I feel like every time I would like look at something, I'd be like, Yeah, I don't love it. Or like, no, I really actually want this and like, no, I don't really need that. And like all of a sudden it's like, nope. So I bought like some things that are necessities. Like I got some packaging on sale and I got some like (laughs) ribbon on sale and things that like for my business, you know, it's like I got supplies. Um I didn't actually get anything that big. I'm trying to think if I got anything crazy, but um, yeah, I bought things that were like necessities and things that I will use and things that I had been keeping an eye on for a while and just was like holding off buying it until Black Friday in case it went on sale kind of thing. You know, it's like that was really all I purchased. Um, and I think that like, I have absolutely loved seeing everyone on social media, like putting up Christmas decorations the last couple of weeks because like, mm-hmm we just as society we have such weird expectations around the holidays you know it's like oh no you have to wait till thanksgiving to put the tree up and like one i think one TikTok or reel i saw was like just sort of a reminder that turkey will taste just as good with the tree up and i was like yes we've all just <laughs> collectively decided like put up the christmas decorations whenever you want you know like yeah and i think it's been really like kind of a fun transition to see like people starting to like break away from these like norms where like black friday is not the craziness that i don't think it ever used to be um i did kind of the same thing as you like i kept trying to push myself to do this and do that and do it by this day and i like kept missing these things and i would feel guilty about missing my own like self-imposed deadlines and all of a sudden it's like i just like decided i was like no like just enjoy your holiday everything will be there when the holiday is over You don't have Mm -hmm. to like participate in Small Business Saturday to like be a small business. Like, you can just, you could just do what you need to do for your own. And like, I think that's been a good lesson for me overall this year is like just learning a good set of boundaries between you know, my business and, and what is good for me mentally. So, um, yeah, I did not participate in any black Friday or small business Saturday sales for my own stuff. Um, my holiday cards will be launching tomorrow and I feel just fine about that. Um, (laughs) you know, I will be sending out like a discount code to my mailing list, I think, but it's just like, there's no, like, I don't feel any of that self-imposed pressure right now to do those kinds of things. If it's not going to like be something I'm happy putting out there or then I have to panic fixing the thing that I didn't fix because I was in a rush you know like I don't want to do that yeah. anymore so I didn't do it and it feels great I had a great weekend and um it's just nice to have relaxed and enjoyed the holiday at my leisure and decorate some Christmas decorations and eat some stuffing for breakfast and you know all of that so <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: I anyway, love it. yeah and I, the other thing is too I feel like because the sale has like expanded to like a whole season instead of like a day, totally. whether as a shopper or a business owner, like the sense of urgency has just completely depleted from my perspective. Sure. I would go on and it's just like, oh, the sale runs for like seven days. I don't need to buy. It yeah, right now. totally. <laughs> and then the same thing from like a business owner perspective. It's like, well, the sale is going to run for seven freaking days. That's like seven days of like I don't know, just like spamming people with emails and doing all these things that I was like, you know what? I For Small Business Saturday, I wish people would just shop from small businesses and pay full price. That's my wish. That's my Christmas wish is like shop from a small business when they're not giving you a sale because their margins are specifically set to help them afford to run their business.
1: Yeah. On that quick subject of emails though, I have received so I should have like kept, like I should have left them all unread in my inbox to see how many Black Friday or whatever emails I've actually received. Because I, I've been pretty good like in the last couple of months, like unsubscribing to all of the mailing lists. Like every time an email comes up, I just unsubscribe to one or two. Like I just, it's like saves you time in the long run, right? Yeah. Well, I still like somehow managed to get like, and I saw a tweet that was like, ah, <laughs> oh, Black Friday, the day where I get to delete all the emails from the email lists I didn't know I was on. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, and I'm, that was part of why, I, like, kind of just like, I won't say gave up, but just decided small business Saturday wasn't a priority. It was like, just fighting to get through that sea of emails. And like, all of that is just like, it's overwhelming in every way for everyone, for the people receiving yeah. it and the people trying to like compete in that market. It's just like, ugh, it just, I don't know. It just, yeah, I just didn't feel like it was appealing this year I don't know it just is hard yeah. to describe but I don't know
0: I always find that if you have a purpose to do something then it make it'll make sense like yeah. if you are someone who recently launched a course or a product line um or you like have a whole new like holiday line that you've developed then yeah it totally makes sense make noise for that 100% yeah. the only way you're ever going to make sales is to make noise that's Absolutely. it totally but um, if you're just in like your normal season, your normal year, you're not really doing it. Any- I feel like there's no shame in just being like, this. This is for the other people. Rest yeah. is for me. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I would like to get a poster of that in my office. Exactly. That's for the other people. Rest is for me. <laughs> but you know, all of this kind of vaguely leads us in today's topic because we're going to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart that is born out of both a social situation, but also the need to make margins work. Um, because that is always like as a business owner, as a creator, as someone who sells products, like the fiscal responsibility of creating a product always needs to be like in the forefront of your mind. Um, so today we're going to take a look behind the curtain of my business baby, the Better Mail Club.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I've always been a big fan of Better Mail Club. I was a subscriber for a while of Better Mail Club, so I have like my stack of cards and I, um, I think it's just a really clever idea and I think it's a really fun like model and obviously seeing your new designs is, is always just like, I feel like every month I'm always like, oh my God, that's so cute. Um, so it's, it's a fun, I really think it's a great, like a great business model and I think it's really fun to like watch. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to talk to this, talk about this with everyone. Um, so why don't you start with like an overview for everyone who's not familiar and tell us what Better Mail Club is, Jillian.
0: Yes. So the Better Mail Club (laughs) is a greeting card subscription service where you literally get greeting cards letter pressed greeting cards in the mail with postage stamps so that they are so ready for you to just like write a quick note slap a stamp on them and send them back out and it's kind of this like perpetual sort of snail mail extravaganza if you will um I started it back in like 2020 when I personally felt extremely lonely I had been living in California for a while. None of my family lives in California. Um... I just moved to a new part of town, so – and I moved in with my boyfriend. I was going to say, didn't you,
1: you and Zach get together, like, in – twenty, like, right before COVID?
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. We had – I think we had only been dating for, like, a full year when we had decided to move in together, and we moved into our apartment, like, two weeks before the shutdown happened. Yeah. So um, it was very timely, but Zach um, – His work was still deemed as like a necessity because they have government contracts. So he would be at work all day and I was just truly like isolated and alone. And the only time I am not kidding, I have a freaking watch that counted my steps to prove this. The only time (laughs) I got the most exercise was walking to my mailbox, which since we had just moved was unfortunately filled with mail that was not for us. It was from, like, previous tenants and um, or, like, those – New house offers and – New house offers or, like, like the, like, to current resident of and then it's just, like, a whole bunch of, like, coupons and whatever. Um, So it was, like, a little depressed. It was, like, more depressing. (laughs) Like, part of my day was, like, going out to the mailbox. Until one day I did actually get – a letter from a friend. She was actually thanking me for something for like a a while ago. And it was a thank you note that had like, you know, it had been a while. But I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so nice. And on top of that, I had been in some online communities where we were just creating Facebook groups to sort of, you know, cultivate sanity essentially like let's yeah. be real we were just all trying to stay sane literally and I was teaching people how to like decorate envelopes and do all this stuff and I was like you know what it would be really fun to start like a, a card subscription people could sign up and like get greeting cards and get stamps and they don't have to leave their house and It would just be, like, a fulfilling thing for them to do because then they could stay connected with their friends and family. Yeah. And so, like, that kind of – that sort of what it originated out of. And now it's, like, still going, which is, like, such a blessing that people still want to send mail even though, like, their daily lives have been – you
1: know, resumed a little bit. Resumed in new in a new way, maybe, but yeah. yeah. So okay, so the primary driver was definitely uh the pandemic for creating better mail club. But had you thought of like doing this before uh twenty twenty at all? Or was it just like right time, right place, right amount of time on your hands?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yes. So I actually had an idea to do a birthday card subscription. Like I think even before I got Gordy, um, because basically I had been moving into a different apartment like before. So I was moving into an apartment and I was unboxing some stuff. And I found these cards that I had bought from Paris Mm. that I specifically bought to send to a specific friend for her birthday. And I think like mother's day and other things like I bought these cards for her. And completely yeah. forgot about them. And then also, like that very next week, had realized I forgot my aunt's birthday, and then I forgot another best friend's birthday. And I was just like, man, I really suck at this. Like, I wish <laughs> somebody would send me a birthday card with a note that's like, Hey, Abigail's birthday is coming up. Please send this to her. <laughs> <laughs> a reminder in your not- phone. Like, exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, like, the way that it happens is like, I'll thank you know, the night before, oh, I should go out and get Abby a birthday card. Yeah. And then I wake up and it's like a 51st date situation where I wake up and my brain has totally erased and I just yeah. go to work. And then I come home and then I'm home and I'm like, oh my God, tomorrow on your way to work, get Abby a birthday card. Yeah. <laughs> so I had that pain point. And so I did think about that at that time, but then I would actually talk through it with friends and was like, okay, like, this is how I would build it. And this is how I would manage it. And then I realized that 10 to 20 people, yes, totally manageable, because they're going to have like different birthdays all year long. And they're going to be able to input like whether it's male or female, their age, like if they're funny or not funny, so that I could kind of curate a card for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But once I got like, if you think about scaling that,
1: yeah, like, that's sounds holy like a shit. real mess if you yeah. have a bunch of people. Yeah, that sounds... Yeah. Unless you had like the absolute perfect software to manage all that for you, I don't
0: know how you would do it. Exactly. Like the software would be so key. So while I had the idea of like, I have this problem, I want to fix this problem. I was like, oh, well, that's like, oh, so... It's going to be so much to build that infrastructure.
1: And then on top of
0: that, to be the creative person who's coming up with all those birthday cards, like I didn't have the faith and trust in myself that I would be able to come up with enough birthday card design ideas to really like support that. So, yeah, it was nestled in there, but it wasn't exactly the right the right one. Yeah. Not the perfect, not the perfect plan,
1: (laughs) but it was getting closer, (laughs) right? Like, (laughs) yeah. So, so what did you do to change like the structure of Better Mail Club to make it make like more sense, I guess?
0: What made the Better Mail Club make more sense is that it was still the same sort of shared problem where we all have these moments in life where like we kind of need a card or we want a card, but we might forget to go out and get one or we might have one and forget where it is or... Just something, you know what I mean? Like we yeah, feel like absolutely. we're personally falling short-handed of being that like thoughtful person in someone else's life. Um, yeah. So it was still kind of solving that problem, but I think what resolved all of the complications on the back end was just simplifying it and just being like, "Hey, you're gonna get three generic cards," and like. Some of them are birthday cards. Some of them are thank yous or sympathy, condolence, like all of that stuff. But
1: yeah. you're always going to have something that can be used universally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Universally. Exactly. That's what kind of solved that. And then also from a creative standpoint, like greeting cards dip, like never came naturally to me because I don't like to put words in people's mouths. I can rarely ever find a card for my own situation when I am standing yeah. at that massive wall of greeting cards because yeah. I'm like – You read every
1: single one of them and, like, none of them are perfect. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Because I'm like, oh, my mom and I aren't that close or, like, we're not religious and a lot of greeting cards are, like, very, very religious-based. Yeah. Like, even outside of holidays, like, God is blessing everything and everyone. I feel
1: like a lot of greeting card companies are probably, like, religious, religious ownership or something, you know? Like, they
0: right. – Exactly. or maybe that's just what sells i don't know but yeah maybe so anyway so simplifying that was really like what made sense and then it helped me like wrap my head around how i would be able to like fulfill this need for other people and create something that they would be excited about that other people would be excited about and like yeah like i said at the beginning like when you give purpose to something it all sort of comes together. Like the birthday card idea still had purpose. It solved a huge pain point in my life, but it was just going to be a nightmare where it's like simplifying it down. Um, Solved, solved the issue, but also didn't make things super painful on the back. Yeah. So
1: rather than having people like choose like different categories or different types of things they wanted, like you have, so your structure is now like they pick how many cards they want. Right. And then you always have kind of a mix so you have like some that are more specific to an occasion or a holiday or whatever but then you have something that's more like universally appropriate right like
0: yeah yeah that's yeah. just
1: such a more like seamless structure i think you know <laughs> yeah
0: and early on i had started playing with patterns and i mm-hmm. would get like beautiful responses from the people in the club like oh my god i want to frame this or I want this pattern on like pillows and fabrics and like all this stuff. So um, it slowly evolved to like every month there would be a pattern card. And then – and as you know, like to wrap this back into margins, (laughs) if you're going to do like a two or three color pattern with tight registration, like you are spending hours on the press. So it would never – ever make sense for me to print a small quantity of those cards and sell them at six dollars like yeah I would never even be paying myself back for the time on the press so like that was one of the things that I had realized early on when I got my press and I was thinking about what I was gonna do with it is like I ruled out greeting cards because I was like I'm gonna have to print them in such a large quantity to make it make sense and if they don't sell I am going to feel so guilty for wasting that paper, you know, it's this little bit of like realistic, but then also kind of, um, what's like imposter syndrome sort of thing, or like not thinking that an idea or whatever will sell, like not knowing whether it'll sell makes you so worried to like waste raw product on it. Yeah, that's so true. So while there was like this higher purpose to better mail, it also kind of like served itself well, because then I know like, you know, when we started, there was 50 people and then there was 100 people. And so it's like, okay, I could print 50 of these cards and I know they've already sold. Yeah. I could print 100 of these cards and I know they already sold. And now I could print like 25 extra and then retail them for $6 because of course they're discounted, you know, in the membership. Yeah. So it actually made sense to make cards if I knew that so many of them had already sold
1: totally it's like you have some of your initial costs already covered and then the rest becomes immediate profit which is awesome even if you sell two extra cards beyond you know what covers your profit margin it's like there you go you know your costs are at least covered and there's no like I mean not that you don't want to make money on things but at least if it didn't you know, wasn't as popular outside of that or whatever, you had a chance to at least make it, you know, and see and explore, like explore that possibility, I think, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's yeah. such a reality for us, like when we're letterpress printing, because it doesn't matter what kind of job it is, there's always a certain like amount where it just doesn't make sense, yeah. you know? And that's mm-hmm. why a lot of us have minimums where it's like, if you wanted me to print 10 of these, you still have to pay me for 50
1: because mm-hmm. there is
0: no price lower than this price that That would make sense (laughs) for me to only print 10 because there's so much setup that goes into it um and I still wanted to do that like I I think my first month I sent out I sent out one digital card because it had like a watercolor like thing across of it but um like I always wanted to send people letterpress cards because I don't think I don't think people get enough like really nice stationery like if you get a really nice card it doesn't matter what like somebody writes inside it could be like the tiniest little sentence but it's like you're getting something that feels really nice in your hand and it's handwritten it's gonna make you feel special yeah I love that there was a point though that I thought like as you know life resumed you know the club would kind of dwindle down and that would be that but it didn't Everyone loves to be the thoughtful person in their inner circle. Like I still want to improve me being the thoughtful person in my inner circle. Well, and even just like having a pile
1: of cards like in your desk, like or whatever, where when you think last minute and you can just reach in there, grab something, fill it out, even better if there's a stamp to put on it. But like if you're walking out the door and like need a card and you just have them on hand, it feels so good. It's like having, it's like. You just have that resource at your disposal. It's so, it's so amazing to have that convenience of just like never feeling like, oh, here's a gift. There's no card, but you know, it's for me, whatever. Like, it's like, I just, I don't know. It just makes a lot of like, it makes life. it makes you feel like you have your shit together even when you don't, you know?
0: (laughs) Yes. Seriously. Like
1: that should be a tagline.
0: (laughs) Yes. Having a card can actually make you feel like you have your shit together. I can't tell you how many times I've showed up to someone's house with just like a bottle of wine that I bought on my way over there and was just like, well, this is, you could see through this. You could see through the fact that I didn't think of what I was going to bring. I stopped at Trader Joe's on my way here and I bought this cheap ass bottle of wine. Yeah. But had I come with like a card with it, then it's like, oh, wow. And like, you know, you didn't get that card from Trader Joe's because it- yeah, yeah, and no one's gonna know that you wrote it at
1: a stoplight on the way there. Like, no <laughs> one's gonna know that. They're just gonna see this beautiful letterpress card and be like, "Wow, she's like so thoughtful." Oh my gosh!
0: Yes, it seriously <laughs> it elevates everything. I like, I I just I have this like crippling anxiety all the time of like not having been thoughtful enough, and so to make this this one little aspect like so much easier is like such a true gift <laughs> yeah. and people still enjoy it even though life has resumed because you guess what before we didn't want to go out to the stores because we we're afraid of germs yeah. now we just don't want to go because we got too much shit to do we've got yeah. two and a half years of life to catch up on oh my
1: gosh that's, that's <laughs> absolutely accurate <laughs> okay so you are you were originally you were designing three new cards every month is that right Mm -hmm. Did I have that right? Okay. And I still am. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't even imagine the brain power that goes into designing three entirely new designs every month on top of all your other work. So like, what's that? I mean, is there pressure? Is it like self-imposed? I mean, like, how (laughs) does that like, how does that actually work? Like, I can't even wrap my brain around trying to like, come up with something new every month for what is it? Two and a half years now? Two years? Yeah. Like- I yeah mind blown head exploding emoji like I just can't even fathom
0: yeah there have definitely been times where like I am racing against the clock to <laughs> be able to order plates in time to print the cards
1: shout out to Concord Engraving
0: yes <laughs> thanks shout Shelly. Out. thanks, thanks Shelly and also thank you for shipping 90% of my plates overnight <laughs>
1: You going to block um, this out for overnight uh, shipping labels.
0: But okay, so I think in our episode with Britt, she also talked about how greeting cards just never came naturally to her, and like her outlook on it is like there are other people in this space; they do it well. That's great. And I felt the same way. I was just like, I've I've got nothing to add. Um, but then I I just I really wanted to make this idea work and so I just challenged myself and one of the very first like little design prompts that I found was googling themes for April and I would get these teacher like these lists for teachers who are decorating their school boards and it would be like here are some theme ideas for April butterflies April showers yeah April showers (laughs) <laughs> yes. Sheep. And like, whatever. So that was one of them. And I would just like go through that list. and I'd be like, okay, what's a funny sheep thing? What's a funny butterfly thing? And then I would also look at um, those lists of the national holidays throughout the month, knowing that like nobody's going to celebrate National Snow Cone Day. Like that's not a reason to send a card. We should be celebrating
1: National Snow Cone Day, to be honest. That sounds way more fun than a lot of the holidays we actually celebrate.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Oh, (laughs) hell yeah. Um, But I could draw a snow cone and come up with like a cute little saying to put next to it. And now you could send that card on any day. And so it challenged me because at a time where I had no clients, because I had started my business to be a wedding-based stationary business, and there were no weddings. So it was still giving me the challenge of like, here's this random ass prompt, snow codes. Now let your brain figure out what the heck to do with that.
1: It sounds like an art school, like uh, a segment, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it totally sounds like an art school assignment or something. like. It totally is. Yeah. Which is not like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's a, a like, it's an amazing exercise for your creative brain to be like, okay, you're forcing yourself into like, a box but it's like a loose box like a like a, like a dashed line box where you can kind of like veer out of it and come back to it like yeah you're giving yourself a loose category or subject or whatever and I, I think that's really fun like I think that's an amazing if they're not already doing it in art classes they should be doing this
0: <laughs> yeah I do highly recommend and it you know it now that you say it it does remind me of like When I was in school for architecture, we would get something at the beginning of the semester. We would have to like pick an object. So like the one semester I picked magnets and every single project I did for that semester had to relate back to the magnets. Like they push, they pull, they're in opposition. Like I had to come up with all these like high level, you know, theories and yeah. a thesis buildings
1: are leaning towards each other yeah, yeah that's crazy <laughs> I really like that interpretation is a good way to put it too like
0: yeah so it does it does come back to that and it and it was a really fun exercise and so it kind of pulled me out of like okay I don't need to think of what people want to say to their parents on their anniversary Because what the hell do you say to your parents on their yeah. anniversary congrats and like, you made it another year <laughs> exactly <laughs> so it's like just throw a cute illustration on a card and let the person figure out what they need to say on the inside. Yeah, totally. And that's really who the club is for. It's not for the people who like need to be told what to say. It's for people who don't want someone else's parameters of what to say.
1: Yeah, which like, to be fair, whenever you've received like, from a partner, from a friend, from a parent, one of those generic cards that just says like, happy birthday, or something silly in it, and it's, like, signed, you know, love whoever. It's, like, uh, okay. 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 (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's, like, I think it's much more, like, emotionally significant to have your own message written inside, you know, even if it's short, even if it's just, like, a quick thing, like, it's so much more, like, impactful than, like, just signing love so-and-so like <laughs> on a on on top of a hallmark printed greeting card message inside yeah. you know it's like yeah I don't know that's
0: funny I have so many cards from my grandma but the, now I'm also getting them from Zach's grandma it's such and a grandma thing it's such a grandma thing where at the top thing. of the card she writes Jill and then at the bottom she writes whatever grandma the message S is that's pre-printed
1: and then <laughs> grandma S. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> every grandma ever
0: and it's like It's so, it's so sweet because it's coming from her, but at the same time, it's just like minimal, like grandmas get away with minimal effort and it's cute, but guess what? As like a 20 something or 30 something or 40 something year old, you're not getting away with minimal effort. Like anyone else, anyone else who sends me a card like that, I'm like, wow, very little effort. Thank you.
1: Congrats. Yeah. You win the prize for most minimal effort. That's so funny. Oh, I love
0: it. I love it, too, especially because I'm I mean, when I do actually send out cards to people, I I tend to be too verbose. Like I'm that person who's writing on the back. So my bar is set a little high. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know. Yeah. And you've also like had people request certain things, haven't you? Like for specific like designs or instances where they need a card for like.
0: Yes. So I love that, especially because Better Mail started out a really small group of people and the like 12 people who were in the club that very first month who like offered to kind of beta test it for me, they are still in this damn club and I love them so much. But, um, people DM me all the time and they're like, Hey, I need a card for a lost pet. Or I need a card that says I'm sending you a hug. Or yeah, uh, I really love otters. Aww, <laughs> so Wait, I, do you have an otter card? I haven't. I have. I need to do the otter card. Someone just recently messaged me, and they were like, "I got this otter stamp," because of course I curate yeah, all the, the cute in stamps. No, like yeah. you, the stamps that come with the cards are like three different stamps. I I do a little curation. Um. So they will kind of like pair well, but I sent out a winter otter and they were like, oh my God, do you have an otter card? I would love to like, and I was like, no, but I freaking love otters. So it needs to happen. I want to do one where they're holding hands. Yeah, of course. Cause otters I are,
1: otters, otters,
0: otters, otters
1: are really cute animals. Yeah! Oh God, damn it. Oh God. <laughs> Okay. Well, anyway.
0: Wild dog.
1: All right. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, that's really fun that you have some members that have been with you from the beginning and those relationships are huge. Um, That's pretty special.
0: Yeah. And I love, it's always very special to me when I can make something that somebody has specifically asked for because oh, yeah. otherwise it is just ideas that are coming out of my brain. I think one month I put a whole bunch of random words into a jar. And then I picked out three and was just like, okay, these three things have to be made into three cards. (laughs) And so if somebody could just offer up a prompt, then I'm like, I'm sold.
1: Great. You're like, you'll have one next month. Yeah. I feel like that's really funny. (laughs) Talk about another like art school creative prompt. Like, you pull, like, the popsicle sticks with, like, words in it. Like, yeah, that's – I love that. You should actually do that. Just have, like, a little spinning wheel for Better Mail Club and, like, every month just pick, like, three different ones or something. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I love – all right. Way back in the beginning, this was a very – again, we were all bored. We were home. Yes. We needed entertainment. So way back in the beginning, I did a whole bunch of uh, Facebook Lives. So mm-hmm. it – like, when you joined the club, you got to be in, like, a private Facebook group, and I would just, like, do random lives and illustrate things and whatever, um, and then I got totally burnt out by that, <laughs> like, because yeah. it was, like, really consum- time-consuming, um, so we moved away, We we veered, but... Now that I am rebuilding the club to be a little more efficient on the back end, I mm-hmm. actually have time open up that I still want to dedicate to working on this part of my business. And I actually think like doing more public facing stuff like that would be so much fun. Like, yeah, I want to start showing people like the behind the scenes of illustrating the cards and printing the cards. Because what I learned from a recent market that I did is that so very few people understand what letterpress is yeah. and even fewer people can grasp their head around the fact that the cards that they're getting or that they're looking at, like at my market, people just thought like I ordered those cards wholesale. They couldn't yeah. wrap their head around the fact that I was Cut the person who printed and them. and
1: printed the front and the back <laughs> of every single one. Yeah.
0: Yes. yes Yes. it was like mind-blowing to them Zach was like because of course he's off to the side listening me to me talk to every single person who comes in to tell them about the club and the cards and all this stuff and he was like I just watched their faces and the moment that they put two and two together that you were the person who drew and then printed these cards it was like (laughs) why they were like people do that why yeah.
1: <laughs> what they didn't just go to cvs and grab one
0: like yeah yeah so i do think that like showing some of that stuff and that's like for anyone who's listening like we're all in the printing community people don't get it just all i'm gonna yeah. say is people do not get it so we the time need the to be showing that them it. yeah for sure we need to be showing them because yeah yeah
1: Awesome. Well, you've recently, um insider scoop here, you guys, but I know that you've been <laughs> rebuilding the infrastructure for Better Mail Club and a new website. Yeah. Exciting stuff. So what led you to like want to make those changes and how does it affect the club, people who are in it, people who want to join in the future and all of that? Like tell us a little about like what you've changed and what you're kind of picturing for the next, you know, next generation of Better Mail.
0: Yeah, so as per usual, um, when I started the club, <laughs> literally did not know what I was doing, but knew that I could figure it out. And fortunately, um, because subscriptions were like on the rise, there were some platforms that were opening up like more affordable ways to offer people subscriptions. So I jumped on the very first bandwagon that did that. <laughs> and... It was great in the sense that I literally went from having, not having a subscription based business to having a subscription based business like overnight, but it sucked because there were certain, certain things that just like were really clunky and annoying, annoying for me and annoying for the, the club member. And I just, I hated that. Like I wanted it to run really smoothly and nicely. Um, so for the past year, I've been shopping around to for a platform to move the Better Mail Club to in hopes that at the very least it would be a little bit easier for the club members to manage their own information. So previously, mm. like if you wanted <clears throat> if you moved, you had to update your address, you had to email me, I would update it on my back end. It would never inform you that it's been updated. You would just have yeah. to trust, trust me.
1: Have faith, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, and that if means you, there's no
1: way for you to double check things either. That's, you know. Right. Or
0: like yeah. if you bought a subscription for a friend or something, like there was just all these like clunky things. So I finally found a system that was really going to streamline that portion of the club. It was also going to streamline the back end portion for me, which is just like auto generating the orders. As like things that need shipping yeah. labels. Because that was something that didn't happen before. Um, and But most importantly, it actually is going to allow me to make the club have more function functionality to it. Mm-hmm. So basically, previously, it was just three cards. I offered three cards because, you know, we talked about this early on. Margins and all this stuff. But when you run a subscription-based business, the concept is that all the members of your club are paying a small amount of your overhead and your pr- and your production run Yeah. in order to get them, like, a really, really good price. They're all paying a small fraction of it. So you yeah. have to have, like, a large amount of people in your club to, like, start hitting, you know, those marks that you need to hit. So when I did the math the first time out, like, it just didn't make sense to – to offer people one card or anything less. Like three was really the area that I needed to be in. Yeah. But now I have it structured in such a way where you can just do one card, which I think is really great because if you're not an avid mail sender, then one card a month may be all you need. Yeah. So option, like the first thing is like, that's going to be an extra option is just to have like one card versus three. And the other thing is it, uh, this system allows me to show you my entire inventory of cards. So that if you wanted to add one to your subscription, which is already going to get mailed out to you anyway, you could just <laughs> add one on. So guess what this solves the freaking birthday issue. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and like those super specific cards where you like made a design that's really like, like a Taylor Swift one or like, you yeah. know, yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, that's my, that has actually been a really big design pain point is that I can't design anything super specific for the club because there are like, you know, a lady in Kansas is in it and then a young teenager is in it and then like an elderly man is in it. And yeah, you got to appeal to everybody. Yeah. So, um, Yes, being able to like add on anything specific. So, if you need a birthday card, an anniversary card, or if I designed the Taylor Swift card of your dreams, or you have you can two moms,
1: or yeah, like yes. it's, yeah, totally, it's yeah. like gives you options. I like that a lot. That's a huge. I feel like for consumers, that's a huge like advantage to be able to like add and and like pick what you want as well. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Yes. And like the reason I keep Better Mail open is for the people who enjoy getting cards. And so if I can make that even more enjoyable for them, that's all I want to do. And so finding this platform and I just spent the past few months like building it and then testing it out. And um, tomorrow my dad's beta subscription renews and I'm gonna see if he can add in the extra card and like what that looks like on the back end that's awesome and I'm really really excited for it because it'll just it makes card shopping so easy
1: yeah I so. love that that's awesome and so when is your new website going to be live
0: <laughs> the new website is live right now oh my god <laughs> it's live right now yeah that's so great so Yes, you could go on, you could sign up for yourself, and then you can also, this time of year, it's really, um, it's a really popular gift mm-hmm. to, because it's a unique gift, so yeah. this time of year, I get a lot of people signing other people up, and when you do that, it arrives in an envelope with like, it looks like a printed present with a bow, and Cute. a little like, to and from tag, and it's awesome. very adorable, and a lovely gift. The gift of mail
1: um and are you offering like for gifts of like subscriptions are you doing like three six or twelve months is that how it works
0: yes (laughs) you could choose between giving them one card three cards or you could buy them a box of 12 so they'll get 12 really beautiful you know letterpress cards in a box that was wrapped like a present because i have to be extra yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, who doesn't love wrapping gifts? I mean,
0: who? Do- I-, I seriously I love yeah. wrapping gifts.
1: Um, Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, there are so many like subscription options out there. I think they're such a fun gift because like I was actually just looking at one as a gift for somebody this year. And I was like, I think it's a really fun way to give them something like at the holiday season. But they like keep getting things, which is way more fun than a one time gift that they forget about, you know, like, but it is also nice. Like sometimes you just want to have like a pack of something that you can give them like a variety of all at once. So, yeah, I think I think it's a good to have both options. I think that'll be that'll be effective.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I gifted my uncle a Soccer of the month club membership once. And he still talks about it. He fucking loves those socks. (laughs)
1: That's so fun. Well, like, okay, have you ever gotten like a surprise gift in the mail and you're just like, it becomes your favorite thing. And it like, I like, so one time my, one of my high school friends, (laughs) hi Lexi, uh, she texted me and like needed my like new address or whatever. And I was like, okay. And like a couple weeks later I got a package in the mail and I was like, I don't, I have no clue what this is. And I opened it up and it was a pair of socks that had my dog's faces on them. And... I kid you not I screamed I was so like (laughs) I was like screeching with joy I was like this is the best thing I've ever received in the mail ever like and it's just so fun like to have like whether it's a subscription or like just a surprise or whatever but like oh there's nothing better than receiving like actually something fun in the mail whether it's just a card or like a pack of cards or socks with your dogs on them like it's just so much fun. The mailbox yeah. is always so boring and depressing. It's so nice to have something fun in there, you know? Yes, I do. My- and not a package that you purchased yourself. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like, it's either something that I know is going to be there because FedEx told me it was delivered.
1: Yep. Or Amazon. Literally
0: um or it's like bills and crap like how many more coupons is bed bath and beyond gonna send me guess what you don't even need to have that coupon so (laughs) why they continue to spam my mailbox with them i do not know i do not know
1: mail can be really fucking annoying (laughs) (laughs) our mailboxes are not usually like fun stuff so when you
0: get something fun
1: it's especially amazing
0: it is it's so nice It's like a breath of fresh air. And a lot of people have actually sent me um, like text messages. If if they send a letter to a friend, their friend will text them back and be like, oh, my God, I was having the worst day ever. And I got your letter. And it just meant the world to me. And same thing. One of my friends super randomly sent me a letter and – It wasn't, it was just a coloring sheet that she folded, she wrote on the back of and she folded it up and then she put on the envelope, like, can't wait to see what you do with this. And so she just (sighs) mailed me a coloring sheet. But I freaking cried. I cried.
1: It's that sense of connection that's just so hard to come by anymore. You know, it's like a text isn't quite the same anymore. A message over DM or sharing a reel or TikTok is all well and good, but like it's just, that, like, you took the time out of your day to find a stamp and put it on this envelope and fold up that coloring sheet and mail it to me because you were thinking of me. It's just, like, it means so much to people. You know, even if you don't think that you care about getting mail, the moment you get some, like, actually sweet mail in the in the mailbox, you're going to, like, you're going to be the same. <laughs> you're going to tear yeah. up and be all sappy about it.
0: Yeah, uh, it is. It's so yeah. much nice. Like, yeah, I I just feel like there's time and space to text people things. Um but like, if you want to make them feel really special, yeah, it's such a good way to do it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's wrap this up with like a little bit of end of year reflection. So, um, what is like, what do you think has been your favorite part about starting the Better Mail Club, like in general, um, just overall, not just for this year, but you know, since the start, since you started it, um, to today, you know, what's been your favorite part?
0: So I have a selfish answer and an unselfish one for this. Um, (laughs) The unselfish one being that because the club members do openly share with me like some of their experiences, that has probably been the best. Like seeing that other people have been positively affected by their friends taking a moment of time Mm -hmm. that I was able to facilitate via the club like that whole full, full circle moment is like very emotional to me and mm-hmm. very deeply fulfilling and um if all of this were to end tomorrow like I would I would hold on to those messages and feel so great about everything that's been done like the past two and a half years um but the very selfish answer <laughs> is that <laughs> Without this club, (laughs) Um, I don't even know what my business would look like today. It has been the best mentor I've ever had because it's pushed me to be a better illustrator. Like, I've had to learn how to draw cats. Yeah, some of
1: your drawings are just unbelievable. I'm always (laughs) like, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then I also have had to learn how to press better. I mean, like, the... Some of the registration that I've done, some of the full color coverage that I've done for these greeting cards, even the best of the best in our industry did not know were possible on a plan. Yeah. Um, And I wouldn't, even if like 2020 didn't happen, if the pandemic didn't happen and weddings went on and that's what my business was, I still could only take on so many wedding clients and invitations have such a particular design parameters that you're really not going to draw a cat or anything like that and like learn how to evenly press them and like all of that stuff and yeah so like it it got me to be a better prince woman and then it actually made me like have to think about my business in like a very pragmatic way and I think when you are just like a graphic designer who also happens to print the product there's so much like looseness in how you can price things because a yeah. lot of it is just your time and you get sucked down the rabbit hole of like, well, what is my time worth? Um, but better mail was the first time that I can actually like find a concrete structure of like, I spent six hours on the press today printing all these cards.
1: Yeah, I was going to say like just figuring out your cost for labor is something that's really challenging because every job is so different for us. But this is something that has been consistent and that, you know, you do not necessarily the same thing, but you do a similar project, similar scope over and over and over again. So it's like I feel like that's a great way, a great tool to measure your actual time with like making the press ready and printing and all of that because it varies so much in job to job.
0: Yeah. And it's been super helpful for me to even understand how much time certain things take. Like every month I, because I'm a crazy person, I mix inks for like that new month. Like every month kind of has a different color palette. And so I know how long it takes me to mix ink. I know how long it takes me to set up my press. I know how long it takes me to clean down and reset up for another color all of which I've been able to do consistently enough and like collect the data to figure out like what my average timeframe is. And that is, it's such a hard place to be when you're starting out. I know there are people who are listening to this right now who have recently bought their presses. They're eager to, you know, dive into maybe even some B2B printing or just printing more regularly. And when it comes to pricing, it's just hard to know. It's hard yeah. to know if something is going to take you an hour or a half hour. And guess what? Like there's always going to be the oddball. The other day I spent like four hours registering a plate. Nobody knows why. Totally. <laughs> nobody, nobody knows why. But that's not the average. The average is like 30 minutes of like setting up the press and whatever and getting it ready to like run that next color. Yeah. But you only know that if by doing it repetitively. A hundred times, so, yeah, <laughs> quite yeah. literally. So it's it's really hard when you're first starting out to know how much time that's going to take you, especially because you're new and you're only going to get better.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. And like like you said, it made you a better press woman, but also like you've probably gotten to a much better like rhythm, a much better like system of printing and setup and, you know, production and all the supply ordering and all of that stuff. You know, it's like all of those things. And I think, you know, that was where you and I both had a little bit of an advantage in learning to print. It was like in 2020, we had unlimited amounts of time to experiment and we had presses at home where we could experiment with them. And so like I did not the same thing, but I also had greeting cards all of 2020 and I just kept creating design after design after design because we could, you know, and it's like learning like designing more effectively for letterpress through experimentation and getting on the press and realizing something isn't going to work and you need to reorder those plates you know like they may suck at the time but you learn so much more from that than an easy print job uh than you ever will so yeah I think we're both better better printers because of all of it
0: yeah I agree
1: Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing yeah. all about Better Mail. I'm so excited to go check out the new website. Um, and if anyone's looking for a good gift for a paper lover in their in their life, then mm-hmm. <laughs> look no further. <laughs> so why don't you uh, <laughs> drop the website? And um, do you have a different social for Better Mail or is it just through Studio Soprano?
0: No, I did make its own Instagram. So, okay, perfect. Um,
1: so why don't you drop the yeah. social on the website so we can share it
0: with all the good people out there listening? You could find me on Instagram at Better Mail Club, or you can go and shop directly online at BetterMailClub.com. Awesome. Yes. And I am really stoked to share this with all of you. Um, I know one of our listeners has recently joined the club and sent me a message that just made me cry instantly because it was so kind and yeah I just better mails my little business baby and when stationers and other pe- other people in the industry join and see and have great feedback it just really fills me up yeah Aww. yay well let's roll right into our new favorite segment I think it would be pretty obvious that this week we'll be giving away (laughs) a three-month subscription to the classic Better Mail membership, which gives you three cards and three postage stamps. Yay! Yay! I can enter this, right?
1: Because I want to (laughs) win.
0: Yes, yes, of course you can. Okay, (laughs) let me tell you how you can enter. Perfect. So, You can enter by going over to Instagram and following Better Mail Club, and there will be a hot off the press post on there that you could just tag a pen pal friend of yours, someone who you think would also enjoy this club, in the comments, and that's how you enter. So let's get some snail mail action going on.
1: Okay, so be sure to go over to Better Mail Club on Instagram and tag a friend in the post comment by Friday, December 2nd at midnight. We'll be pulling a winner next weekend um, and announcing it over on Hot Off the Press Pod on Instagram as well. So, um, Friday, December 2nd is your last chance to enter, and then we will draw a winner for Better Mail Club subscription.
0: Yay! Yay! That'll be so fun. Awesome. Yay! Cool. Well, this well, has been a blast.
1: It's been so much fun hearing a little more behind the scenes. Um, I knew I knew of some of it, but I, I also learned a lot about the process and, and all the things you've you've gone through to get here. So um, it was a fun episode for me too.
0: Yay. I'm glad. Yeah. It's been a journey. Um, you know, I love to do things without having any idea how to really do them. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> figure it out. Yep.
0: And I figured it out and I feel like this this has been a good one. This has been yeah. a dive in and swim. That's good. And good. it
1: feels like a new, like a new era for Better Mail with like the new website and the social media is going strong and all of that too. So it feels, it feels like great, great tar- like great timing and, and a great kind of like turn of a page, you know? I agree. I agree. Well,
0: thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you next week. Awesome. Bye. Bye. <laughs>